1: These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
2: This is the Darren Green Show. Welcome to the Darren Green Show. I'm your host, Darren Green, here to give you another stellar episode of this podcast that never sleeps, like I said before. How you guys been? Uh... This week was interesting. Let me just get in before we get into any logistics. Like I said, um, if you're watching this podcast on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button and tap the bell to get notified of all of my new episodes. And yes, give this video a like, please. If you are listening to us on iTunes or Google Play, thank you so much. Please hit that subscribe button if you haven't, and also give me a five star rating. And what's up, Spotify, Radio Public, and everywhere else where you guys listen to podcasts? We had a really good week. I would like to say, in um, regards to the people that actually listen to my podcast, it was really good since I've been away. And thank you for uh, taking time in your busy day to actually, you know, listen to the podcast because you know you could be doing something else, You know, you ain't gotta listen to little old me. Now, um, you know, we have some things to talk about. So, my Minneapolis trip, I wanted to go in depth on that whole situation, in which I will say, in retrospect, you know, not to judge a book by its cover because I actually did have a good time. And you know, I like, I know what I said last time on how you know I'm at, I was upset that I wasn't in the radio management track, but being that I was in digital journalism, I mean, it was some things that i didn't really i didn't really really care much about but there was things also that i did care about and things that i did found interesting that would help our media club back at school grow um so they taught us different techniques in interviewing and and how to use analytics for like blogs and stuff like that and i know i one part of my job that i've put on to myself with this club is also working on social media and making sure we have a good outreach on the internet, you know, not just in print. And, you know, them teaching us analytics was just a good good tool that I needed to learn. And I had a good time. We actually had a project to do. And the project was, it was a consistency of finding a story on campus. Now, the whole premise of digital journalism is that you tell a story in a different way not like print like it's not you know write a story about this or it's not like storytelling it's not like doing any type of news where you are where you're working with a newspaper you're actually finding a different way to tell a story so they told they taught us like techniques that we can use like taking pictures and there's a thing called thing link where you can link other content to pictures and there was a whole lot of things and it was also they taught us how to use medium which is like a easier way to make a blog and you know if i ever want to get into that that is something that you know and it's free <laughs> so that's something that um i would look into actually getting one day i don't know i mean this was and it was an eye-opening track however i do wish i was in radio management but i do understand that there was certain classes where i'm just like yeah i was it was it would have been no point of me being there um one of the sessions in there because we had a pamphlet and it showed all of our sessions um, it said like sports broadcast and I'm like, yeah no <laughs> it's, I'm glad I wasn't in that one. Um, yeah, I mean I, I, and I would like to say like you know, this was the mega media workshop. that's what this uh, company is called and basically it targets uh, student media all from from colleges all around the country. And I would say that um, as a feedback perspective of this whole ordeal, you know, I wish that there was a way, you know, in the future, because I would consider coming back if the school provides it, because, <laughs> you know, that was an expensive uh, flight. And I know they spent a lot and I wouldn't, I do not feel like spending it. But if they, you know, give us a second time to go next year, I would definitely go. Um, I just wish for that next time you can do something more like where you can create your own schedule. Because, I mean, there were things in the, the yearbook track that I thought would, would be interesting for me. Like, oh, my God, like their storytelling track. They had one session where they actually went to a radio station. I'm like, but the radio management track didn't do that. Like, so there was like it was like wacky um, things. It was different things in different tracks that was interesting. So I was like, like, in the future, why don't somebody why don't we get have the option of creating our own schedule instead of just like sticking to one where we have to do all of these. Now there were some people that actually did that themselves. They were just hopping from track to track. Yeah. And had I known that I could have easily got away with it, but no, I mean like my track, I had to do a project and then I stayed, I had to um, kind of sort of in a way uh, be uh, responsible for a group. So I wasn't going to, like, you know, just leave the people that I was, you know, working with out on a, on a you know, tangent. Because there was other people, too, in our track that actually left or went somewhere, didn't even do the project. They were just here, I guess, just to be in Minneapolis, just to turn up. um But some of us actually worked. And the group that I was with, I will commend. I mean, they, they were good. I mean, I had an interesting time with them, you know, one of them subscribe to me on the podcast. I know she's listening. Hey girl. I'm not gonna say no names because you know, but no, this was a really good group that I was uh, paired with and we made a, we made a good project. Hopefully I can see them again. Cause there's going to be a Washington trip, which I'm debating on going because now, you know, I talked to my club advisor and she's like, Oh, I don't know how it is. going, How it's going to be with the hotels, but we'll figure something out. And I'm like, yeah, the college better figure something out. Cause I'm not putting my money in no hotel. Cause especially not in no Washington DC. Cause I know it's going to be expensive. So we just going to have to see what is going to, it's going to be what it is. You get what I'm saying? But I also miss some other people too. Um, and, followed a lot of people on Instagram like it was a good it was a good networking tool this whole trip was as well I and I was just a little bit apprehensive of like not being around the people that I actually came with the people that's in my college because there was like four of us but like you know I met new people so it's like I was like oh I don't really need them no more but not saying I don't need them but I'm like I was like oh okay I'm good you know we used the first couple days we went everywhere together and then the last couple days we just did our own thing. And I thought that was cool. Yeah, know, I, I would definitely consider that, um, come the Washington trip. If we do end up going to the Washington trip. Um, and, and just because I love Washington, we, we are definitely having some fun because I felt like the group that I was with and I, that's another thing too. Oh my goodness. When I tell you the people that I was with, we went out to eat child. It was we kept on every night we went to a restaurant. I'm like y'all trying to blow a hole in my pocket now. I already done told you I do not like hang with people that always want to go out to the restaurant. I'm like a McDonald's is right there. Ain't nobody want to have no McDonald's that day. I'm like, yeah, what's going on? <laughs> but no, I mean they mean well, but honey, them pockets. I was not I was not having it. I'm so surprised that I was able to come back from this trip with with something. You get what I'm saying? Um the flights were okay. You know, that's something that, you know, is always something that is very, very, very much a stickler to me is flights because I don't like airplanes. I love to travel, but I just don't. I um, If there was a way we can like teleport places like beam me up, Scotty, like <laughs> I would definitely be into that because I cannot do this flying stuff. Now, the first flight there was good. It had a little bit of turbulence, but it wasn't that serious. The second flight, I don't know what that man was doing. I don't know what that pilot was doing. But that second flight, I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh. When we was getting to the because that was our station back. We was going to North or whatever. And, you know, noticing like in retrospect now, I understand that, you know, it's it's in the city. So you're going to see buildings all over the place and stuff like that. But I don't know, like when I when he was flying and doing his little turns to try to land, it took forever to land. And then I'm like, um, you look like you heading over to New York. What is what's is going on? I would have been in that cockpit like. Um, excuse me, <laughs> what are we doing? It's, uh, uh-uh. I'm like, if you don't land this plane, I was so just distressed, but once we finally landed, I'm like, yes, I'm good now. And I will not be getting on an airplane. This is the last trip of the year where it requires me to go on an airplane. I will happily decline the next time I get offered because I can't, I'm sorry. And it's like, I don't understand why people get mad when i just say stuff like that because it's like obviously we all have phobias and that's just one of my phobias like it's more of a mental thing to me because like you i can sit there get in the car get in the train and just won't expect the worst never like i'm like okay i'm about to just get on this train i'll be here i'll be home and whatever but it's like when i'm on a plane it's like i don't know what can happen it's like there's a lack of there's a lack of control the the whole time of me being on it it's just it's not good <laughs> But anyway, I'm back. I'm alive. We live live and in color. I also have a camera. Now, I don't have a camera. I was able to, after the trip, I was able to take um, the media club's camera for just maybe a couple weeks, maybe a couple months. You never know. Whenever they want it back. um being that I'm going to be working with them far as videos and social media and stuff like that, it's good that I learned the camera and they wanted me to familiarize myself with the camera. And what better way to familiarize myself with the camera is to try again with this podcast on YouTube. So my YouTube listeners, if you're still there, I will be making a comeback visually on YouTube. I promise it will not be this week though, because I have to learn, I have to familiarize with myself with the camera to the point where I can actually start doing video recordings, but definitely next week, I would say next week. Um, yeah. Probably next Friday. Cause yeah. Uh, we, we, yeah. So yeah, it, it's, 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 a lot that's going on. It's a lot that's, that's going to be happening this in the course of a week and stuff that I'm also doing in interview, which will be on Friday. I'm interviewing a friend of mine and this is a couple that I always wanted to have like an interview with him before regarding relationships, because this is the person that I've always known to always had like the most Intel on a good, healthy relationship and being that, you know, this is the same sex relationship too. This is going to be very, it's going to be a very interesting topic and I'm going to record it today, but you're going to listen to it on Friday and you know, just it's, this is going to be good. Like I like I said, I said I was going to start new things with this podcast and interviewing people is one of them. So if you want to get interviewed, please shoot me an email and that will be in the in the description from wherever you're listening or watching this podcast. Now, I seen stranger things. Okay, first of all, let me just talk about it. And I'm sorry if this spoils anything, there will probably be somewhere in the description where to skip to if you did not watch stranger things well you know what no yeah yeah i'm gonna I'm spoil it um yeah i thought that this season was great like i literally started watching this season this year and i never gave it a chance before but then something about it something about the trailers for season season three i was like you know what let me watch this let me see what this is about and it was good i, I loved it i just in you know, that's what Netflix do to you. You just, you, you, over, you, you, you think about it and then you're like, hmm, maybe see. Maybe I should watch this. That's how I was with uh, 13 Reasons Why. I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'll get into this. But I watched it. I'm just crying with the dang characters. <laughs> so um, this season was, I don't know. You know, I just feel like what is the end game with this show? Because you know we didn't had, you know the, the the upside down monster come out. Now he's trying to just destroy L and all that good stuff. And I don't know. I just want to know what's the end game with it. Because apparently you know at the end there is they're still out there. The monsters from the upside down world are still out there. And I wonder how far is this going to go. You know, it gives me It vibes. Like it reminds me of the little the the old movie It. Uh, some of the characters kind of remind me of it too. I think that was like. The same time, you know, the eighties and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it just, it just, it, it was a good all around season. Yeah. I'm probably not going to spoil it cause, um, I'm not really in the game. I'm not into getting into the logistics of the season with this show. Um, but all I can say is it was good. And I just want to know just how, you know, they'll, they'll keep this going. But anyway, Another last part of the intro. I didn't see Lion King though. And it's some things to talk about. There's some things, some things that are very interesting. I will be doing a movie review the moment I watch the movie. Um, uh, Obviously if it's too late, then I'm not going to talk about it. Cause if I watch it, like when it gets on Redbox, box, you know, it's done. Um, I did read some captions on articles. I didn't want to read the articles because it might spoil the movie for me. Um, but one of it, of the, one of the, um, articles that I've like skimmed said that the movie got mixed reviews because it lacked, um, it lacked soul. And I don't know what that article was trying to say. Maybe I'll find it one day again and actually read it. But I think I knew what it was kind of talk about. I think, when you say lack soul is because this is a live action movie and in all actuality, you can't really see emotion in animals. And I've, I was told this before and I was like, what? Like that's, that's crazy. Like, you know, but no, I mean, honestly, when you look at animals, you can't really see, they don't smile like we do. They don't have facial, um, movements to tell what feelings there are like we do. So it's like, yeah. And it's, This is a live action, you know, still CGI, but still, but live action is made to look for real. And when watching the trailer in there, it just didn't give me the vibes of Lion King. Like in the cartoon, you get to, you see the, the, the distress that Simba went through when his father died. And, you know, we seen the snarlness of Scar and, and everybody, and just the love that Simba has between Nala. Um, With this, you just see, I mean, it's just animals that can, that can talk you know n- nothing much more you know no a- no eyebrows raised or anything nothing is so I, c- I guess i can understand what the article was talking about now um rotten tomatoes ever gave it a 59 well i mean that's that's and, and i think that maybe it it was given it because of another article I read that um apparently the movie stays true to this movie stays true to the original to the point where it's almost a copy. And I kind of really wanted them to try to change it a little bit. Like I didn't want it to be like verbatim from the actual cartoon, but you know, apparently I, I don't know. I guess the writer's just lazy. Um, just because you slap Beyonce on a movie doesn't mean that it's going to, to do well. Um, box office made a lot of money, probably the first couple nights, because, you know, the beehive is going to be there to support. But, you know, let's have a compelling movie. But let me not speak more on that because I didn't see the movie yet. So until I watch the movie, then I have a clear and I have a opinion on the movie. But the fact that it was given a fifty nine. Rotten Tomatoes is probably not lying. But anyway, let's get into these hot topics and before we get into these hot topics, this podcast is brought to you by having integrity. OK, you know, not a lot, not a lot of there's not a lot of integrity in this community that we live. In. There's not a lot of integrity in this world, really. People feel the need to say whatever they want, do whatever they want and do whoever they want. And it's, it's, it's sad. And this brings me to my first topic. Let's talk about Jermaine Dupree. Now, There's a lot that's been happening since I've been going, so I'm sorry if these topics are not as recent as they should be. But, hey, I wanted to talk about this all week, and I couldn't because I was in Minneapolis. So Jermaine Dupree shared some interesting thoughts on uh, female rappers, right? During an interview with People TV, he was asked to name some of his favorite women in the rap game right now. And this is what he had to say. Do you, well, yeah, you mentioned other female rappers. Do you have a favorite right now
3: in the rap game? Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion.
1: Stand out to you? Uh, I can't really say. <laughs> Not a uh,
3: like Cardi B fan. <laughs> pro- no, you know, the reason why I can't say is because I feel like they all rapping about the same thing, and I don't feel like that. I don't think they're showing us who's the best rapper. I think they're trying to show. For me, um, it's it's like strippers rapping, and I don't I don't. As far as rap goes I don't I'm not getting who is the best rapper I'm getting like okay, you got a story about you dancing in a club you got a story about you dancing in the club you got a story about you dancing in the club okay all right who's getting ready to who's right. gonna be the rapper so, so different yeah well, what's I, the I, what is the thing that you want to see if you're not like just it? more I mean I feel like at some point somebody's gonna have to break out of that mode and just show us a, you know talk about other things like rap just rap about other things besides that.
2: So, this calls uh, attention to the female rap community. A lot of people spoke up, including Cardi B and some others. Doja Cat said something. Uh, Nicki said something. There was a lot of people that said things. This is what Cardi had to say.
4: I have seen a lot of people, write that nowadays female rappers only talk about their pussy and sh- and now that Jermaine Dupree bring it up, now I'm going to say something about it, right? First of all, I rap about my pussy because she's my best friend. You know what I'm saying? And second of all, it's because it seemed like that's what people want to hear. I ain't even going to front because let me tell you something. When I did be careful, people was talking mad shit in the beginning. Like, what the fuck is this? This is not what I expected. I expected this. I expected that. So it's like, if that's what people ain't trying to hear, then all right, then I'm going to start rapping about my pussy again. And second of all, there's a lot of female rappers that be rapping their ass off and don't be talking about their pussy and don't...
3: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky?
4: talking about you know getting down and dirty and y'all don't be supporting them y'all don't be supporting them and they be mad dope these bloggers don't support them they don't give them the recognition so don't blame that shit on us when y'all not the one that's supporting them let me tell you let me tell you about some rappers that are really fucking dope that be rapping their ass off and i don't feel like they get the recognition that they deserve tiara wack Kamaya rhapsody there's this girl called oraniku i don't know how to say her name i don't even know how to say my own real name so don't blame me but they be rapping their off and i feel like we need to put these girls more in magazines uh blogs 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 y'all need to start putting these girls on your blogs because i know you all watching this put these girls more on your blogs um radio djs y'all need to hear these girls y'all need to play their music on the radio uh, my fans, I want you to hear these girls cause these girls can rap their mother ass off and we need to support them and they don't rap about David JJ, they don't rap about sucking dick and they don't rappers.
2: I agree. Like I, I, this is the first time in TDGS history that I actually agree with a Cardi B rant and I'm going to have to heavily agree because it's just, at the end of the day, there are a variety of rappers, female rappers, that one, yes, they rap about stripper stuff, they rap about, there's the city girls in this car, there's a little bit of Nicki. and there's some, like, Whack. there are some, like, who else, Rhapsody, you know, you get what I'm saying, that actually, and there's more, We'll we'll get into that, um... People like that that rap consciously and, and rap about real life stuff. And my thing is, can't there be a room for both? So. I don't know. Jermaine, Jermaine Dupri always saying some stuff that just is just very misogynistic because at the end of the day, like, what about the male rappers? Because, honey, they rap about the same thing, too. What's what's, what's your 411 on that? Who's your favorite male rapper now? You get what I'm saying? And I heard oh, probably if 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 ever asked about that. I probably retracted like, oh, these male rappers ain't nothing either. Like, at the end of the day, I'm so sick of the older generation crapping on the millennial generation. You get what I'm saying? Like, I, I you know, I get it. You know, you miss your time. And I feel like maybe that's how we're going to be when we get older and then there's a new wave of rap and stuff like that. You know, but at the end of the day, like, people were saying that about sure rap. You get what I'm saying? Back when rap was back what, in the 90s because that's, that's basically – what he's referring to, like people ain't rapping like they used to, um, like a like a Foxy or a Queen Latifah or stuff like that. But even back in the day, I mean, Little Kim was rapping about her her parts. You know, there was there was rappers, there was female rappers rapping about their parts and stuff like that. So I don't know, just sit there and say that everybody just just stripper rapping, whatever. I mean, you're just not listening. That's the whole thing. You're you're looking at what's mainstream, and that's the problem.
1: It's cutting into your exercise time. <laughs>
2: Expand your variety. Now, just in case you didn't know, here are all the female rappers that consciously raps. Featuring Doja Cat.
4: Tierra Whack, Snow the Product, Little Sims, Lady Leisure, Young M.A., Angel Hayes, Rico Nasty, Azalea Banks, LaKaylee 47, Dejloaf, Shy Girl, Melly, Dreezy, M.I.A., No Name, nitty scott rihanna that one f- time you remember that so in conclusion jermaine J- sorry Jarmin, i'm just gonna have to go hashtag team jermaine queen of rap 2019
2: i mean and that's just that's just how the cookie crumbles you have to do your research before you get before you sit somewhere and actually talk about something you know if i just sat there, sat here and just you know just talked off the whims of whatever comes out of my God dang mouth on this podcast. I mean, how far do you think i will go, you know, do your research and, you know, try again, really just try again, Jermaine. And Nikki mentioned something. I said this a little earlier, Nikki mentioned something about it, which was to me kind of pretentious. Yeah, I'm saying it. Um, I just wish she would have said more, but she was too busy coming for a nobody on Twitter just because the person pit her against Cardi or whatever, there was some stupid tweet that she, and I'm like, why are you responding to this? Nobody. I would have loved to see Cause that would have been like a real team player. I mean, maybe she's not trying to be a team player or whatever, but that would have been a real good team player moment for Nikki to come out and be like, no, at the end of the day, like there's rappers out here that rap consciously. It would have been, and you know, so, so have I, what she did. She just basically just, you know, told us to stream Con- Gonja burns because apparently Gonja burns is a conscious rap song and it's not you know rapping about her parts and her you know endeavors um i mean that's not even a good example i mean Gonja burns is all right you know what i'm saying like you have other conscious rap songs that you did make um i just feel like she's she's worried about the wrong things, but whatever she can do whatever she (laughs) wants at the end of the day. Like, because that is her, if she wants to come from nobody's on there and give them cloud, I guess that's what we're going to do. But no, back to Cardi. I really do agree with her rant and you know that I'm glad that she actually stepped, you know, because normally you would think that she wouldn't like shout out rappers that do rap consciously because it's kind of a dig like that whole, the whole, thing that he said was basically a dig towards cardi and everyone else who raps about said things so to see her actually you know be like no we're all we we all rap about different things and then the part where she was like oh well you know if i rap when i did um be careful y'all saying it was trash and that is true i remember when that song came out and i actually did like it and it was something that was very contemporary from her and it was something that you know was conscious rapping eh, a little bit um yeah and y'all everyone called it trash so now she's going to rap about what's going to give her money cuz at the end of the day that's what it that's what you, that's what it is you have to um what's the word you have to Whoever's listening to you or you're following, you have to feed them. You get what I'm saying? You can't feed them stuff that they don't like because they're not going to listen to it. So, of course, she had to rap about her parts. So, it's like, what is it? You fought me. I can't can't win for losing. You get what I'm saying? Like, whatever they do, they're going to always be objectified and said, oh, they shouldn't be rapping about it. Like, boy, you don't have to. Don't make these girls feel like they got to rap about certain things just because back in the day, like, it was a different code of conduct back in the 90s. I don't care about the 90s. Yeah, y'all built y'all built hip hop. But we're carrying it, OK, because it was dying. It was a big gap in the early 2000s. And then people like trap rapping and people and these female rappers that's rapping about all types of sexual situations. They are carrying the rap community. And what are the 90s rappers doing? What are they doing? And don't say, oh, oh, it's, it's a different time now. We can't come out with a child, please. Child, please. And and that's just basically what I have to say about that situation. Um, I don't know, because it was kind of annoying me throughout the week, because I'm like, all right, now. You know, God dang well. But let's change the subject a little bit. I want to talk about my fellow black people right now. Because I've been, I was seeing this a couple of times on social media, and it was just let me just get my one on this. So I heard this on the Joe Budden podcast a little bit, and he definitely spoke on it and was very frustrated. Just like I am um, the black community making fun of ASAP Rocky's situation because of what he said in the past about Ferguson and not, you know, I don't know about that repping the uh, black lives matter thing. That's not me or whatever. I'm not. Yeah. Let me just say, let me just say this. I, feel like what he said was very wrong and it was, and I'm pretty sure maybe he did make a mistake by saying that to laugh at somebody while they're down. You get what I'm saying? You know, he's in prison and he could potentially get six years and for people to be laughing about this. Now this was pro black people, you know, making fun of the situation. Um, Pro black is supposed to uplift people. I mean, like that's really not uplifting. You get what I'm saying? Because, Yes, we all have mistakes. We all say stupid things before, but that don't mean we just throw them away. You know what I'm saying? Like so that don't mean that we try to get them to try to at least, like, um, get him out of jail. I was just seeing a whole lot of hate. And it's just, to me, it doesn't sound like you're being pro-black when you're saying stuff like that. It's more of a crab in the bucket metaphor. And... It's like the same thing when Nipsey Hussle died and the uh, pro-gay media sites were hesitant about mourning his death because of um, some old social, like a old social media rant that he had in the past. It was anti-LGBT. And I remember when that came out, I was very frustrated with the LGBT community because I'm like, okay, at the end of the day, like he died, like you mourn like without any hesitation you should always mourn the death you get what i'm saying i don't care what they did i don't care what they said you get what i'm saying so it's the same thing but i and you know what i'm just saying this too like when black people do it, it's not an issue in the in the community because i don't you know i'm not speaking on nobody else so i feel like it, like, if you just don't have nothing nice to say, just don't say it at all. You get what I'm saying? But you know, social media people won't say whatever, like always. And I hope that he gets out because that's that's when I tell you being in prison in other countries now. Nah, no, child, I heard some bad stories. Child, they'd be having you living outside, having you in just ugh. and I heard that it's his uh con- living conditions there is just really bad, like, they're not giving him no type of you know leeway like there's no you know certain celebrities get like the, the 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 treatment you get what i'm saying because they are celebrities but sweden does not give a shit let me tell you um yes it's, it's, it's looking bad for him so yeah we should definitely try to uplift him and try to get him out and i'm glad at the rappers i don't remember his name maybe it was it could have been travis scott quote me please uh someone in the comments tell me who exactly it was, but w- one of those rappers was actually going like cancel a concert out in Sweden because of this situation. So, which I'm glad that we're getting some support. He's getting support from the music industry and no one's like saying, yeah, well, cause at the end of the day, ain't nobody really care about what he said about the whole Ferguson thing. Yes. People were mad about it, but like f- after that, like no one cared no more, but they care now because it's been resurfaced and really you know it's just for someone just to make a little meme and say oh we don't care because he said this is whatever (laughs) um people deserve support (laughs) and that's just all i have to say about that and it's it's just it just pisses me off watching it and and that's why i cannot i cannot stand being on my facebook sometimes because people say the, the the stuff that's just like wow that's what, I mean, like, damn, are you really that cold? Like <laughs> People are really heartless now. It's 2019, I'm telling you. I mean, it sounds like people should have the integrity to show more compassion for people's misfortunes at the end of the day. And that's, all I'm, and that's just it. That's all I can say about that. Now, let's talk about something else. Scarlett Johansson. Let's talk about Scarlett Johansson, y'all, because she was in the news as well. Now, Scarlett Johansson opened up about political correct casting to as if magazine um, without directly mentioning her now debunked role rug and tug saying that I know as an actor, I should be allowed to play any person or any tree or any animal because that's my job and requirements of my job and the requirements of my job. She also added, I feel like it's a trend in, the, in my business and it needs to happen For various social reasons, yet there are times it does it does get uncomfortable when it affects the art, because I feel art should be free of any restrictions. And she just went on and on and on about it and saying that she can play any role Um, now. Social media has definitely lighted the fire under her ass and mainly because the uh, rub and tug it was she was going to play like a transgender role. And it was scrapped last year. Well, not last year, 2018. Yeah, yeah, last year. <laughs> oh, I had a brain fart. Anyway, so yeah. And she finally talked about it on the magazine. She, and that's when she said she feel like she should play any role. Now, let's talk about it. Let's, let's, because I talked about this with my best friend before. We always joked because there was this one time where she, like my best friend was, Uh, working with someone, she had a client that was trans and they talked about Scarlett Johansson in some movie or whatever. And like the person was like, yeah, well, mm, I don't like her or something like, like they was giving her like saying that she wasn't like really all that good or just that good of a person. We always wonder like, why would she say that? So is there like some kind of tension between the trans community and Scarlett Johansson? And now I know finally did some research on it. She was going to do a trans part and it got debunked. And now she mentioned it on the magazine. Now, My whole thing is her saying that you could play anything. I mean, so you feel like you should, you could play a black role. Rug and tug is not really is. I never heard of that movie before. It's not. So I don't wouldn't know if it's historically, you know, if it has an historical background for, for the trans community. But at the end of the day, like I've seen roles where women played trans um, people before. And it's it just wasn't talked about and it just wasn't a big thing. But I think it's it's always a big thing when big celebrities tackle on issues like this. You get what I'm saying? If she was just a regular Degla actress, this wouldn't be an issue because it's Scarlett Johansson and she has a history of playing roles when which, you know, should have been for like for example, Ghost in the Shell, that was a Asian anime actually um, inspired movie and you know, half of the cast was Asian and the main character was played by her Scarlet. And a lot of people was mad about it a lot. And you know, it's, it's, I feel like it's not that serious. I feel like, um, when it gets to the race things, because if it's certain, um, movies that it has a cultural background to it, like Mulan or, or a uh, princess and the frog. If it goes, you know, we're going back to Disney movies. Um, then yeah, it should be that race. But if it's something that's just, you know, just a little simple movie that the person happens to be trans or whatever, it's just like, whatever, like, you know what I'm saying? They should be able to do whatever, but you know, we gotta be, we gotta stop being sensitive and that's just what it is. Now I'm being kicked out. <laughs> Cause I'm actually recording this podcast at the WWFM uh, radio station. Be sure to listen to that. If you like jazz Um, on a lighter side, you know, just a quick little outro to this podcast on a lighter side, um, real housewives of Atlanta vet, Kenya Moore will be returning to the show. I'm glad Bravo had the integrity to bring her back because y'all know y'all was wrong. Um, And even better news today, even better. R Kelly was arrested in Chicago last Thursday And for having more than a dozen, a dozen sex crime charges and child pornography. Now he has over 20 sex tapes involving underage girls where, and they were turned over to the feds by R. Kelly's immediate circle. Now, I don't know how they got the dang tapes. I don't, I don't know why was that in their possession, but
1: it's cutting into your exercise time. (laughs) It's stabbing you in the back nine
2: But I'm glad it was outed and he's in jail and hopefully he will stay because that don't make no sense. It took, it, took, it took this long, this long, but whatever. And that's it for today. It was a good 36 minutes, but it is a pre-show, so whatever. And I just wanted to do a little update on, you know, me coming back from the trip. Um, also, next week, like I said, well, this Friday, I will be doing the interview will happen. It will be there. And I hope you guys enjoy it and just, like, take, in, take heed to it or whatever. And, yeah, that's it for this episode. Until next time, I'm your host, Darren Green, and this is The Darren Green Show signing out.
0: This show is presented by SAP. Who am I and how am I feeling? I'm Clive Owen, and I'm great, thanks. What if businesses could really understand how their customers feel? It's a thing. It's SAP Experience Management. For more, go to sap.com slash XM. Thank sure. you.
3: T.Co.